everybody, and welcome to the Irish NFL Show. I'm Keller Ryan, your host, and I have a wonderful, esteemed guests tonight. Colin Cronin, you all know. Brian O'Leary, you all know. And tonight joining us is Christina Quigley. Hi, Christina. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me on the show, guys. Great. And uh, just a shout out before we get going to our uh, sponsors, uh, Cassidy Travel. Uh, and let me just make sure I get this right. So they've got the pre-registration details out for the 2023 season already, and you can get those in our podcast bios. And I know there's a fair amount of interest in that already. So if you are planning and go to see the NFL next season, then do it, or even in the new year. Okay, well, uh, Christina, I, I mentioned you there. You're a Patriots fan, so we, we're swapping out one Patriots fan for another Patriots fan, but lots of different opinions perhaps lots of cool thoughts uh, so uh looking forward to hearing hearing your thoughts tonight as well okay well let's start with game one uh so we're previewing uh listen by the way i don't know what day it is i don't know what date it is i think it's the 28th of december i hope you all had wonderful christmases and i hope all the viewers and listeners did too uh i did um but maybe tell us some of your christmas uh christmas stories as we go uh, we'll kick off. We've got a lot to cover. So Thursday night football, uh, let's talk about the Cowboys and the Titans. So the Cowboys are on the road, but their playoff place is already secured. Um, so uh, let's have a word and a thought on that. Perhaps, as always, I start things off with Brian. So Brian, give me your thoughts on this matchup and what you think we can expect. It's a bit of a precarious game because no matter what the outcome of the game is, it doesn't really impact on either team. The Titans could lose this game essentially still have week 18 when they play the Jags to win that game and win the division similar scenario for the Jags as well this weekend it doesn't really matter what the result is it ultimately comes down to when they play each other and week 18 and we've discussed over the past few weeks the Cowboys and the fact that they're kind of locked into the fifth seed and they know they're going to play the NFC set winner so it's going to be in a bit of a, a, a kind of a weird time with a weird pattern for the Cowboys who are so dominant on defence of late, they've been struggling against the Texans. Um, then they lost to the Jags, and even last weekend against a backup in Gardner Minshew with the Eagles. The Eagles put up a lot of points and a lot of yards on them, so they are kind of in flux at the moment. I think they might get a bit of rest by in this game. The Titans are struggling. They've lost five in a row. It's the first time they've lost five in a row since 2015. They're banged up with injuries. They've, they've used 82 players this season. They've used 27 players on defence over the course of the season. That's an NFL record. That just shows the amount of players they're swapping in and out. And Malik Willis is in a quarterback. He's a rookie. And the last four drives last week, he had three turnovers. So he's not setting the world afire either. I think the Cowboys will win this game. But it really doesn't matter in the in the grand scheme of things. You know, unless the Titans win and get on a bit, get a bit of momentum back before they play the Jags next week. But for a Thursday night game in the NFL, it, it really is kind of feels like a bit of a nothing game. And that's probably yeah. a bit disrespectful to both teams. But that's the reality of where we are this time of the season. Fair enough. Christina, any other additional thoughts on that one? Where where do you see it headed? I agree with Brian, for sure. Um, but I definitely think their defense is a little bit better than what Houston Texans has been able to produce this season. Um, I'm definitely saying, though, that the Dallas are going to win by three. I'm going to go with the same type of feeling as last week's Thursday night. You know, let's be honest, Amazon and Thursday night football hasn't really been great this season. Um, and I definitely think that trend will continue this week. Okay, so it may, Amazon delivers in other ways, perhaps, but maybe not on the football front. Okay, Colin, what about you? Any thoughts on this one? Uh, much the same, or any any interest in other takes on it? Uh, I think the the Cowboys players will probably just be delighted that they don't have to worry about the sun coming through the windows 
at uh, Jerry World uh, this weekend. CD Lamb had an awful uh, draft last week, and Jerry didn't seem to care much. So I'm going to go that the Cowboys get the the win, and it all comes down to Week 18 for the Titans. Yes, it does. Okay, well that's Thursday covered off. Um, we're all, and honestly, I could if you told me today was Thursday, I would have would have believed you. Uh, okay, we're going into the Sunday games. So, uh, game two then, this is the Jags and the, at the Texans. And uh, there was a couple of references to them here. So, Jags on a three-game win streak. Uh, they've got an actual shot at the playoffs here. But then again, I feel gay for anyone has a shot at the playoffs more or less this year because it's been going so badly. Um, but in any case, uh, are they going to drop this one with the Titans game in mind? Or or where do we think it's going to head to? Maybe, uh, well, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to you first, Colm, this time. What, what's your take on it? Um, I think for for this game, I mean the the interesting thing here is that sometimes Calatsi um, teams have we've discussed this before a hoodoo, a hex, uh, whatever you want to to call it over other teams, and that is certainly the case when it comes to the Houston Texans against the the Jags. They've beaten them the last nine times, and this is a Texans team who, um, despite you know, really struggling this year over the last few weeks have put some impressive performances in. That said, this has been a season where the Jags have looked to break those hexes and Trevor Lawrence it has ascended and the, the Jags are playing really well. I think this will be a, a tough divisional matchup, um, but as long as the Jags focus on this and don't have one eye on that matchup, that we mentioned with the Titans in Week 18, I believe the Jags should be able to to get the the victory over the Texans. Okay, Trevor Lawrence has ascended, Christina. He's 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 all that flowing locks. There's all the Jesus comparisons there. I'm spotting. Uh, what what's your take on it? I have to agree with Cullum. You know, he came out of Clemson. Everyone was saying he was a generational QB. We all questioned him the whole way through the season. We haven't really seen anything. In the last two weeks, we've seen Trevor Lawrence really step up to the plate and be able to do it. The one thing about it is they all admit it. Lawrence came out and said it during the press conference just last week. Their passing game needs a lot of work. Their whole O-line needs a lot of work. It's a young team. They're all coming together. But it's interesting to see how this team is going to develop into next year. Jags definitely will take this win in the matchup for sure if they continue with Trevor Lawrence, his confidence, and that team just pulling together. Nice one. Okay. Yes. And as I've said before, my, my parents-in-law are Clemson supporters through and through. So I, he's one of the few ones I'd heard of before the NFL. Good stuff. All right. And Brian, your take on Trevor Lawrence, the savior and all the rest of it that comes with this game. I, I have to reflect on this game because it, it reminds me so much of last year. Last year, week one, they played each other and Lydia is that that weekend we did a show at the Aviv in which Colin went off on a, a rant about the Texans. Things haven't got any better for them. Here they are. Well, here we are, a year and a half later, and it looks like they're the number one pick in the draft again come April. Um, I agree with everybody. Look, at the Jags should really win this game unless they, you know, take the foot take the foot off the gas and and do look ahead the next week game, next week's game. Sorry, Travis Etienne, the the running back, is on a thousand yards exactly rushing around. Imagine he'd have a big game against a team giving up an average of one hundred sixty eight yards per per game on the on the ground to to running back. So, for me, I'm with the guys. I think the Jags will. Well, he is to a victory here and put themselves and continue to build the momentum at the next week's game. And it, the offensive line does week does concern me. Cam Robinson, left tackle, is out for the season. That could ultimately could come back to cost them next week potentially or in the playoffs. But 
for this game, they should have more than enough to cover the game and win this game comfortably. Yeah, they're picking up, picking up at the right time anyway, that's for sure. All right, the next one is what I'm actually now genuinely excited about. So, Christina, one thing you should know is I'm a Panthers fan and uh, I was watching the start of the season and then I was like, ah, sod this, like the Panthers are rubbish again. And then they suddenly are in with a shout of the playoffs and they're really in with a shout now because it's, it, it's kind of a bit of a oh, six-pointer, as they say in soccer, like this Panthers-Bucks clash. And uh, I guess a Bucks win wraps up the division, if I'm right. And if the Panthers win, they'll... They'll leapfrog the books here. So uh, there's a lot to play for. I'm obviously tipping the Panthers to win. Uh, there'll be sort of the extra joy of seeing Tom Brady lose. Um, but anyway, uh, what, uh, let's go to you first, Christine, actually. What's your take on it? So I'm going to side with you on this one. Panthers yes. will win. I'm saying... You're welcome back on the podcast anytime. <laughs> I'm actually saying by three points and they'll definitely cover the spread. Look, at Tom Brady just hasn't had a good season. I'm a huge TV12 fan. Pats fan, of course, I'm always going to be there. But he just has not been able to stop and control that O-line the whole season. No one is working with him. And it just seems to be a case right now that the Bucs are in this, I'm going to call it kind of a, an area where it's just very, very grey. They're just not sure how they're supposed to pull together as a team. I'm smiling. I'm loving it. You will never have another Super Bowl waiting for a long time. But yeah. there will. And I think what's really interesting is, you know, Right now, the Panthers are controlling their own destiny in the NFC South. If they do this and they do it well, they will go forward. If they don't, then, you know, Steelers fans are not going to be happy either <laughs> when it comes to the end of this week. And trust me, I live with one. I don't need that. Sure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> really but the defense is a real big concern for the Panthers as well. That is something that, you know, Brady may be able to tap into along with that line. But... I think this week the Panthers will pull it together. It'll be three points. Ooh. All right. Brian, what's your take? Christina said the right answer. She said the right answer. And what's worrying me is I think my answer is <laughs> going to be the same. And when we all start <laughs> betting against Tom Brady, ultimately we know what happens there. Look, she made a very valid point about the Panthers' defense. JC Orn is starting their cornerback because they got injured last weekend. And right now his status on the game is questionable. So. If he doesn't play, it would be a big loss. Spare them win. They, they still got players that can do damage. Evans and Godwin. But last night, me and Gotham discussed this Bucks team. You know, last week, Monday, we felt they put down a marker to go in and win a Monday night game convincingly against the teams with their third starter, third starting quarterback. It didn't materialise. It took late in the game to rebound. They were 16 6 down. They managed to get the win in overtime. And it just doesn't feel me with confidence. You look at the team and you look at the team two years ago when they were winning the Super Bowl, they were so effective. In their own game, they're averaging 77 yards per game. Going against the Panthers team, on the ground, they're averaging 131 yards. They put up 320 yards total against the Lions defence, albeit a Lions defence that's been up and down all season. But I struggle to see how the... The only way I think the Bucks win this game is if Brady comes out and has one of those games that we're just not yeah. used to seeing this season and it's the Brady of older. He does a bit of magic because... Ryan hate up. that. And then, <laughs> do you know what? I think Colin might pick the Bucks who does... I'm going to side oh. with the Panthers. I'm going to side with the Panthers. I think they're going to, they're going to make it very interesting. Good man, you know, Brian. They beat them earlier in the season. They were quite dominant in that game. I know this game is on the road, but it doesn't seem like the kind of stage that you go into and have the fear of life. I think the Panthers get the win on the road. This is making me nervous. All these people back in the Panthers. Okay, Colin, don't don't ruin our friendship. But tell me what you're gonna what you who you're gonna pick in this one. Callie, you'll be familiar with Werner Herzog's. Oh. monologue about 
the the jungle and the viciousness of life in the jungle and the unfairness of life in the jungle. And really, he's talking about modern life um, and and the ills of capitalist society and the inevitability of death. And um, the other inevitability in life is Tom Brady gets what Tom Brady wants. He has been terrible this season. The Bucks have been terrible this season. He has somehow ended up in the worst division in football and things just go his way. Um, he shouldn't have been able to win the other night and yet he managed it. There were plenty of other games this year where the Bucks have looked dead and buried only for Brady to pull it out. Uh, did it against the, the Saints uh, a few weeks back um, and I just think when it comes to crunch time I cannot back against Tom Brady. Don't get me wrong, I'll be delighted to see Steve Wilkes get his sixth victory of the season and lead the Panthers um, to the playoffs. I think it would be an incredible story on his uh, third QB with the best player traded away. But I cannot bet um, against Thomas Edward Brady. Okay. I do have to give you massive props, though. If you're going to do that to call out Werner Herzog, Christine and Brian, you should know he's probably my favorite director and rather obscure. I'm also slightly crazy with his predictions about the world. Now, that's a film I'd like to see, a Werner Herzog film about Tom Brady. I think we'd probably get something new there. Uh, Brady looks into the abyss. Okay, so Colts at the Giants is what we're going to talk about next. So uh, if the Giants win, Brian, they're going to get their spot in the offseason. Isn't that right? Uh, what's, what's your take on this one as a, as, a, as a Giants fan? The level of excitement in this household to speak is, is tenfold. But for, oh, Potentially first playoff appearance since 2016, and even if they get knocked out in the playoffs in the first round, there'll be no Giants fan that will be disappointed after the season in which we've seen and the, the difficult years in which we've gone through. I mean, Colin called this a trap game for me last night off, off camera because we were discussing the game, and I'm looking at the reason why we shouldn't win. I just can't find them because Skull's team have been so bad this season. They've only had four wins. They're on the third quarterback with Nick Foles, and I have this narrative and Giants fans do around Nick Foles. He's a former Eagle. He'll come back to haunt us. Then I watched him on Monday night against the Chargers, and I seen nothing but abysmal play. And I seen a a, a uh, front seven of the Chargers that got to him time and time again, and I would be very confident that the Giants front seven will be able to do the same. It's at home, and the Giants offense played very well last weekend in, in Minnesota in difficult circumstances. And I've kind of come on again, bearing in mind how difficult it was a few weeks ago when they got beaten by the Eagles. I think this is Giants' time to right a few wrongs over the course of the last few years and finally get their place in the playoffs. I think Saquon Berkeley will have a huge game. And I just don't see the Colts being able to live at the Giants and put up the same amount of points as... Jones and Berkeley and I think the Giants will get it right Sunday and, and the, what I wonder would say this season as well with the new head coach people are concerned they'll be looking ahead to next week's game potentially if they weren't to win this I think you'll have this team super focused and ready for this game on Sunday Giants win Giants to win says Brian are those rose coloured glasses there Christina what's your take on it I love the way Brian's mentioned everything I had in my notes so I've, yeah. I've, even down to abysmal, which is like, Brian, what are you doing being in my head? Look, I really can't see past the Giants. Nick Spoles has just been shocking. I'm not using the word abysmal now. Shocking. Last week, three INTs sacked seven times. Seven times. You know, it's like one of those things. It's just no. I really can't see it happening at all. And I can't see the Colts doing anthem next year as well, unless there's a huge miracle for them. 
with Giants for the win. Brian, see, I'm nice. starting with you for once. Nice. Okay, so going for the Giants column. Are we going to jinx it here? Are you going to pack, pick the Giants as well? Uh, I'm going to say Brian uh, mentioned um, he, no Giants fan would be disappointed even if they didn't milk the playoff. I'm not sure we'll hear a bigger lie told. We're at, we're at the towards the end of 2022, and Brian O'Leary has come up with the biggest whopper of the entirety. Of no, I said if the, if the news in the playoffs, Colin. I said uh, oh, oh, there. Okay. Well, this game should have a fan cam just on Brian O'Leary. I can only imagine what he will be like watching this. Uh, remember that um, that movie where they followed Zidane around the pitch for 90 minutes? Uh, I think it, you, you put a fan cam on Brian <laughs> O'Leary for three hours and watch what it goes down. Can we make that happen, Brian? <laughs> I, I will be actually in a, in a pub on Sunday night for the game as well. Mate. Even yeah, better. Get, get a camera in there, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Over the city centre, here I go. <laughs> we, we, could, we could definitely, uh, Tommy Gorman, come out of retirement. Uh, we have a special assignment for you. Um, uh, for for me, look, it, the Giants should win this. And um, I think uh, the, the, the Coles, you know, for them, um, the Jeff Saturday experiment hasn't worked. They cannot wait for the season to end. Right, fair enough. Okay, uh, uh, we'll move on to another game. And actually, after this game, we might go to a few comments. So keep the comments coming in. Uh, tell us your thoughts on the, the game so far, the other ones coming up, and uh, your thoughts on Werner Herzog, if you have them. That would be important too, I'd imagine. Okay, so we're going to go to Saints at the Eagles. So the Eagles still need this one for the number one seed and uh, and the, the division crown. And, of course, the Saints are hoping to stay alive and, and really rely on the right result for them in Tampa at the same time. So... There's a fair bit. There's a fair bit in the mix on this one. So Saints Eagles, maybe uh, Christina, can I go to you first and get get your thoughts on it, so that Brian doesn't steal all your talking points. Thanks, you're so good. I think what's really interesting is the poor Saints who just after coming off a back to back two win streak, <laughs> they're coming up against the Eagles. So it's almost one of these things where you're kind of going along and you're super super happy, and then all of a sudden you get a dark cloud over you, and your white jeans are destroyed, and that's exactly what's going to happen this week. I cannot see past the Eagles. The Eagles are only after having their second loss of the season. I, I just have to side with the Eagles. There's no way we can do it. There's a slim chance, but it's going to be the Eagles. Okay, straight to the point. It's got to be the Eagles. In fairness, the Eagles are pretty, pretty, pretty impressive this year. Okay, Colm, what's your take on the Saints-Eagles game? I, I've been um, very high on the Eagles all year. Um, but I have real concerns. They lost Lane Johnson from their own line. I think that's an enormous concern. He should be back for the playoffs. He's putting off having surgery, but he is a key piece, perhaps the key piece on the line for them. And that is so central. The line is so central to what they do. Um, Hertz is is brilliant, and he is so he's really important. And obviously, probably. You know, in, in terms of the entire team, the most important piece. But Lane Johnson is not far behind. Um, with the Eagles, part of what makes them so difficult to defend against is you don't know what they're going to do. They are they going to run the ball? Are they going to is passing play? Is Hurts going to take off? And Johnson is the guy who controls the the line for them. I think he is an enormous loss. And if the Saints were in a position where they had a franchise QB. I think they could take advantage of it because I, I do think the Eagles are wounded and we don't know if Hurts will play. But I just don't have the, the faith in um, Andy Dalton. 
And I think that the Eagles' defense will be strong enough to just see them through this one. Um, but they cannot get to the, the playoffs and get Lane Johnson back quick enough. Fair enough. Brian, your take on it then? Uh, Jalen Horst didn't practice today. That's a, a worrying sign. That um, then, Well, when I say worrying sign, the likelihood he won't play this week. But fairness to Gardner Minchin, he is arguably one of the better uh, backups of the league. He stepped in last week, had a very strong game. But actually, just for me, this game is around this Saints offense against the Eagles defense. The Eagles defense in particular at home has been so dominant this season. I'm not getting carried away by the Saints' two victories. They were against the Falcons and then last week in, in a snowstorm in, uh, in Cleveland. Um, yeah, they can still find their way into the playoffs, but it's pretty slim chances. And I was looking at the numbers, and I mean, Dalton's been sacked five times in the last four games, going against one of the strongest run setters in the league in Philadelphia. I only say it one way. I think the Eagles get out and get it done, number one seed, and they can rest up and then obviously focus on getting players back for the playoffs. But uh, yeah, I think this would be one of the biggest shocks of the season for the Saints, where to win and win this game. Okay, so Eagles again.